Richard and Julie with you. How often would you use the Google machine in a day? Oh, a couple for sure. Just a couple of searches? Three or four, maybe. Three or four? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, I guess you do know a lot. A big head. Chatbots. In many ways are already starting to replace Google. June Finley is with us, a digital media expert, communications professor at the School of Design at George Brown College. June Finley, great to talk to you. Thanks so very much for joining us. Hi, good to be back. I remember having a great chat with you saying, don't worry about Facebook because it's TikTok now that the kids are on. And I'm just wondering if the same can be applied to the future of Google and the replacement of Google with chatbots? Um, I wouldn't call that necessarily right away, just because we're at the very beginning of this. It's moving very quickly and very slowly at the same time. Uh, we're just starting to get to know ChatGPT, and everyone's, I've used it, and it's pretty interesting, especially what it can turn out. But uh, Google, it's interesting where that Google's now spooked about it, because I think they finally realized they have a competition. They have competition, which they haven't had for honestly twenty years. Okay, so, so let's step back and explain what chatbots are and the specific one that we're talking about that is launched, and how AI helps us do even helps uh, it do the work for us. Right. So if there's an evolution of chatbots, and that most people before, I guess, in the last ten years, would have been familiar with a chatbot via Facebook Messenger or through a customer service portal that really was just there as a customer service tool where it would have programmed prompts based on, you know, frequently asked questions or likely situations that they would anticipate. So that's what, you know, if you were talking with something that already was in existence, so via a WhatsApp, um, mostly Facebook products, then yes, that's how most people would do it. And it was based on a very simple version of AI. Now it's more advanced in that, uh, now we have programs that can write for us, just like the Dolly system where you can type in a few words based on, uh, you know, th- this is based on a giant, very vast database of references and information that we feed into it, by the way, with our metadata. Um, so with Dolly, you can type in a few words and come up with something visual um, based on, you know, cultural references and past works and all of that. This is the same thing with with bots like ChatGPT in that it draws on that same vast reference area of words and language and references, um, some to a fault and some, and mostly in English, by the way, it's not in other languages yet, um, where you can generate, mostly you can generate things that are fairly straightforward. It's not as strong in creative writing, but it is straightforward in just finding information about something, which is where Google gets scared because up until now, it was the only one who could at least tell you how to find something um, or at least guide you in leading to find something and gives you suggestions. This just gives you the answer straight up. This is the coolest notes of that. So, Chatbots. Chatbots to me are like the computer version of being in voicemail hell. And, and at times you're like, you're dealing with a company and they're like, no, like you can't talk to somebody, but here, talk to our, you know, our digital robot. You'll get your answer here. No, you will not. And and that's the one that I think a lot of people are familiar with. This one takes it in a different, you know, I think very interesting direction. 
And, and as you say, June, um, the best and the worst of the world, Julie, you just talked about the worst of the world, but there's some really interesting parts to this. I agree. And there are, like with my students, um, there are a lot of folks that who have been put on notice in academia about how, you know, we have to watch out for this stuff now in good ways and bad ways. But there are educators out there who see this as a great way for people to really build critical thinking skills. And that is a positive way I see that. There is a great educator who's on TikTok, actually speaking of TikTok from earlier, who demonstrates this and she does, uses it in her own classes, which I find very encouraging. Um, the only issue with, there's, there are several issues with this type of technology though, especially as you know, most technology is biased. We always have to think about who is building it, what parameters are they using to build it, um, what boundaries are they using and are they being enforced? Um, you know, humans aren't inherently good, but there are a lot of bad things that we do, especially, and they get reflected on the internet a lot. And I think that's why, like Microsoft actually had a chatbot a few years ago, and it, it spewed such racist and xenophobic language that they had to take it down almost immediately. And so I think that's why Google is being very wary about, you know, they've been spooked by ChatGPT, but and they've been working on their own AI tools for years. Um, but that's why they're a bit more cautious in terms of what they need to let out into the world. But at the same time, now they're realizing the competition is getting up on them very fast. So it's different from the voicemail hell chatbots in that it's a very programmed, very situational thing. These types of chatbots and chat programs and AI have infinite possibilities in terms of what, what kind of knowledge you're able to draw from to get something done, whether it's find out more about a subject, whether it's to help you write paper, or in some cases where now we're seeing ads um, being written, the copy is being written by ChatGPT. And I'm wondering if, if those lessons can be learned. If ChatGPT is so good, perhaps companies can be using it for their digital platforms to give better customer service because we know that there's not enough people, for example, to answer the phone at the airline or to answer your phone if you've had a problem with your your meal company or, or whatever it is, and you wind up caught in that loop and with no resolution, if they could learn and use it to be more effective, perhaps, well, it wouldn't matter as much if they're understaffed. Possibly not. But then there's the other, it's interesting you bring up labor because this is one of the downsides of ChatGPT so far in that there have been various websites like TechCrunch and now BuzzFeed who have now basically said that we're going to be using this to replace writers. Um, and this is where I, I think where it's very, you tread a very cautious line in terms of, you know, ChatGPT can spew out pure information and just general lines of knowledge, but to really cr provide critical thinking and to provide a nuanced aspect and opinion about something, that still requires human ingenuity, right? And that no computer can replace that. And so having companies trying to write articles replacing that and honestly not doing very well at it is interesting. So Yeah, it takes the creative yeah. process away. So if I write you yeah. an essay, you would be able to tell whether it's me or, or a chat bot, right? For the most part, yes, but that's right now. What I am looking for and watching for is how much better it gets because that is the nature of AI. It does learn. It's machine learning. It does get better with time and with more metadata and activity that we put into the various systems that we use, whether it's Google, whether it's you know um, chatting with our friends on Discord, whether it is 
using telephones, all of that other stuff. As it's online, it's being it's being we are contributing to this vast knowledge base that AI is drawing from to learn how to better communicate with us. So, do you can you envision a day where Julie and I are are replaced by by a chat bot? I hope not. <laughs> I still like human contact, but then I'm very much halfway analog and halfway digital. But this is where the cautionary tale in terms of AI and ChatGPT overall is very important to keep in mind for everyone that's developing products like it, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's Google, or even other companies who do we don't even know about yet. It is very important to keep that in mind and that at the end of the day, you know, human creativity and human activity is still very important. And it should not be replaceable by stuff like this. And my concern is that, as you mentioned, we're all contributing to this as whatever activity we're doing online. There's a mm-hmm. socio socioeconomic uh, divide there. Uh, a mm-hmm. BIPOC people may not have the access to the internet that I do, and therefore mm-hmm. their opinions, their thoughts, what they're doing online may mm-hmm. not be as reflected in in what these chatbots are learning. And therefore, again, this could lead to colonial representation and other problems. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I am a black woman living in Canada, and there is a lot of things of situations where I found myself either not being heard or just, you know, your, your point of view is just gloss over because it's not in the quote unquote public consciousness of things. It's always, that's why I say to keep in mind who is building these things and why, right? A lot of these people are not BIPOC people. They're, they're mostly white males who are building this. And so there was an interesting tweet that came up on someone who hypothetically asked ChatGPT if it was a very hypothetical life or death situation, if they could use the N-word. And of course, ChatGPT said no. But I think the discussion online was more or less like, why would you ask this in the first place? It's, it's very, this is where the cautionary tale of like, you know, having, thinking about who has access to this, who does not and why is just as important as do, you know, what do we see in the future? Because it's, it's here, it's not going away. But just as important to note is who has access to it, who does not and why. Hey, June, let's keep it real. Thanks again. Thank you so much. June Finley a digital media expert in communications. She's over at the School of Design at George Brown College, joining Richard and Julie with you on the 680 real ones. CJOB, or is it?